Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast documents the oral history of contemporary art, film, and architecture. Today, we take you to Miami Beach. In 2002, the art fair known as Art Basel traveled here from Switzerland to set up a winter home. While the South Florida metropolis has grown into an international contemporary art mecca, the coast has also become recognized as ground zero for sea level rise. Salt water seeping up through storm drains and over the seawall soaking the streets of Miami Beach. It's another round of tidal flooding that residents and tourists are getting tired of. The canal water rushing in and just taking Despite over the increased flooding from high tides, the population keeps growing. Public and private investment continues to pour in. In 2015, the city of Miami Beach allocated $620 million dollars to renovate and expand the convention center where the Art Basel Fair takes place every December. Seven million dollars of the budget were dedicated to public art. Six new site works are adding star power to the city's permanent collection. Selected for one of the high-profile commissions, Brooklyn-based artist Ellen Harvey seized the moment to illuminate the climate crisis. We sit down with her to talk about the endangered ecosystem that informs Atlantis, her shimmering wall installation inside the convention center. This piece pays tribute to the Everglades, which are hiding in plain sight an hour from Miami. Yes, the piece was actually really inspired by a trip now 10 years ago that Creative Time and the Everglades Foundation organized where they took a group of artists from the Miami Basel out to the Everglades where I had never been. And of course, I have to say that, I mean, like everyone, I, I completely fell in love. I mean, the Everglades are really beautiful and very special. And as a, as a European, also the sheer scale of the Everglades is incredibly impressive. I mean, the Everglades are enormous and this idea that Miami and Miami Beach basically abut this huge natural area is something that I, I hadn't really known before. I mean, I suppose maybe I'd known it at some level, but I hadn't really thought about it. And ever since then, I'd wanted to make a piece about this connection between this man-made landscape and this incredible ecosystem on which the man-made landscape, of course, is utterly dependent. And when there was a call for public art for the convention center a couple of years ago, I thought, well, this is the moment. I should make that piece. I love how detailed it is. When you walk into the convention center, what you see on the second floor, it's split into two sections and you enter the main ballroom between it. You see two 50 by 10 foot 
handmade mirrors. So each mirror, each pane of glass, there are 240 pieces of glass, is basically somebody blows a bubble and they cut it open, they lay it on a table, they cut it, and then we sandblasted it with my design and then there's a mirror laminated behind it. So it looks very watery and the design is done with ceramic melting colors, which are hand placed onto the um, sandblasted glass and then it's fired so it's chemically one piece. On the right side, what you see is Miami Beach and then diagonally down to the edge of the Everglades. And on the left side, the left panel, is all the Everglades all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. So the piece is basically a diagonal slice of Florida going from the Gulf to the ocean. And the design is, in fact, a handmade design, which I spent about a year and a half painting. It's very, very detailed. It's based on a drawing originally that comes from the government satellite photographs of the area, which I purchased and then put them all together. And then we painted them over the year and a half. And then it took, of course, about eight months to make the glass as well. And we've been finalizing the installation for the last couple of months. And today is an incredible day because it's finished. For a flat piece, it's very dimensional. The piece was made to look like water. So the whole idea is that when the light hits it, and because you have this dark, wavy, handmade glass, and then you have a mirror behind it, it really functions like the surface of water. So when the light comes through, the piece disappears, and so it's underwater. And of course, that's where the title Atlantis comes from. I mean, it's no secret that Miami Beach has a real issue with the water table and with climate change. So that's really what this piece is, is saying, is that here's this beautiful, magical place that you're in. You're in the convention center, but actually you're utterly dependent on this much larger ecosystem, and we should take care of it. And if not, we'll be like Atlantis, another shining city under the waves. So it's almost as if you've created a document of the landscape as it exists today. Yes, it'll be a, a record of what was here. We'll see what happens next. That's the mystery. I mean, Miami Beach has always struck me as such a magical, liminal place that sort of floats between the, the sea and the sky. It doesn't look possible that it could be there and hold as much, as many people and as many buildings and so much life. It's beautiful, but it's also vulnerable. And the same was true for the Everglades. I mean, the Everglades are an incredible treasure. I wanted the piece to look as though it, w it was on the verge of vanishing at all times, so that you would be able to see it, and then you wouldn't be able to see it. So it wouldn't actually feel solid, but it would feel as though it were floating on the surface of the water. And I also wanted it to look very intensely handmade, because I think one of the real issues is that when we look at these larger systems, we're often overwhelmed as people. It's, it's too complicated. It feels too difficult. And yet, at the same time, we have to make that effort to actually understand it and appreciate it. And so it's important to have that sort of human relationship to these large systems. So I wanted to make very visible this idea of one person just trying to understand it and trying to recreate it and, of course, failing. What in your work has led to this statement that you're making with this piece? I think this piece is most directly influenced by a piece that I did for the 
Groningen Museum in Bruges in Belgium called The Unloved, which was an exploration of the technological sublime and the picturesque. And in that case, it was all about the satellite view of this medieval city and how it was linked to this industrial port versus their collection of picturesque paintings of Bruges and the old port which had silted up, which is why Bruges is the tourist trap that it is today, because it's all untouched. So I was very interested in this idea of looking down, this sort of godlike view, and what that view shows us, which I really think sometimes we, we take it for granted with Google Maps and things like that. But at the same time, the fact that we can see the world like this is incredible. And it should make us all think larger. We should think on a bigger scale. To break it down into these small vignettes almost, each tile or each mirrored segment is its own little world. It's the way we experience the world. We experience it locally. And yet, at the same time, we have to start thinking about it in larger terms, I think. Like it's so easy to be preoccupied with where you are, but you have to see the context. And that's something that I think is particularly a problem in a convention center. You come to a convention center to go to the convention and you're inside the world of the convention center. You don't think about the larger world outside. And yet at the same time, you rely on that larger world. And that larger world relies on you. It's the structure around the center itself that you're representing, the, the landscape and the cityscape and the environment that's endangered, that whole sweeping view that you've given of the earth is just beautiful. If there's one thing that I want people to take away from this is I want them to come to this convention center and say, oh, I didn't realize this is all part of the Everglades. This is all part of this ecosystem. And look how small and vulnerable Miami Beach looks. We should look after all of this. The convention center is the space where Art Basel happens every December. And I think to have this piece, Atlantis, in the convention center to tie back to nature, from culture to nature, what do you hope the art crowd takes from this? It'll be interesting to see. It is a shamelessly romantic call to action. And that's, but that's who I am. I mean, I'm, I'm not an ironic person and I stand behind it. I feel that somebody needed to make a piece in the convention center that talked about the defining issue of Miami Beach, which is its relationship to water, which is its relationship to the ecosystem. And I wanted to be that person. And I really hope that people who come from Miami Beach will see it and see that it is really a love letter to their city. I made it for them. I hope they love it. This is the Fresh Art International Podcast. I'm Kathy Bird. Ellen Harvey's reflective public art project bears witness to a fragile coastal environment. Through her looking glass, we see ourselves and our role in defining the future of South Florida. Visit our website to learn more and hear other voices from the world of contemporary art.
Please take a few minutes to review Fresh Art International on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at FreshArtINTL. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation, Locust Projects, and the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, the International Association of Curators of Contemporary Art, and listeners like you make this oral history project possible. On freshartinternational.com, you'll find the opportunity to support our stories. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk. Mm-hmm.